With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. If you guys are new, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button because we make videos every single day. Right now, I'm actually in an Airbnb in a random state sitting in a random kitchen, so this is not my normal backdrop. If you guys are new to the channel, this is my mapping. I make this thing myself. So red is going to be Russia. Blue is going to be Ukraine. Clearly, these blue triangles are going to be heavily fortified areas. Uh, the black lines are going to be logistical routes, and then also these black dotted lines, I guess you would say, are going to be your your train routes. The one that they either side is going to want to maintain. So out the gate, the Russian Ministry of Defense is actually reporting that they've canceled their assault on the steel plant. We know this down in Mariupol. But it was due to the fact that they're trying to prevent NATO forces from using WMDs on Russian forces. They claim that U.S. and NATO forces were planning on using chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons at the steel plant. Apparently, the U.S. was going to blame Russia, which would give NATO the excuse to apparently attack Russia with WMDs. They've been pushing this out on all their channels, and it's just another weird false claim that Russia is doing it. They're pretty good at this. Anyway, Russia has also said they're going to deploy its first unit equipped with its first nuclear capable uh, Ceramat ballistic missile, which they actually test launched the other day. They're going to they're going to apparently put this thing out in this fall. By the way, this is really weird. They're talking about space, like not just entering a space, like actually outer space and World War Three being caused by spacecrafts being targeted. Yes, we are literally hitting the rewind button and going back to the 1980s right now. All over again. That's how goofy this is. Anyway, I mean, if you guys want to talk about WMDs and the whole narrative pushed by this, and this is real, uh, just imagine this. So this image you guys are currently going to be seeing is actually being pushed out from the MFA, Russia's Twitter account, which is the literally the foreign affair account. All right. It says that U.S. is going to use WNDs. In fact, that this is the the game changing crossing the red line. This is what they're pushing out to the whole world. Let's be real. Do you guys really see United States using any type of WMDs against Russia? Like, let's be real. Turkey has also now closed its airspace completely off to the Russian military and civilian flights leaving Syria, going to and from Syria. So now they got to find another way around, which they can go to like they can, I think they can go through Iran and Iraq, or they're just going to make a big loop around. So the new defense, uh, by the way, the new defense of homeland law has now just came into effect in Poland. It's going to increase the Polish army from 150,000 to 300,000 over the next year and introduce more modern equipment. It's also going to increase their military budget spending from right now. It's sitting at just two to two percent of GDP to over three percent of GDP by the end of 2023. They're literally doubling the size of their military right now. That's Poland. So that's pretty nuts. And this whole thing is going on in Israel. We're going to keep an eye on it for not to de- they're trying to de-escalate it right now. But Israel's now sent more armored and infantry forces to the Gaza front. The army says that in the coming weeks there's a cr- critical point in preventing a military escalation inside of the area. And they they put everybody on high alert for sniper attacks on their border. So that whole thing in Israel that keeps kind of go ramping up. We, we talked about we talked about it about a week ago. So we're just going to keep an eye on that. And the Russian media is now confirmed. So this has just happened a couple minutes ago as I've got here. There's a Druzba oil depot that is on fire right now currently. Like literally, it is on fire in Bransk, which is just south of Moscow. And I have a few videos I'm going to share with you guys from that incident right now. Значит, военные, наверное, объекты уничтожают и правда. 
This is, by the way, the third day in a row that we've seen some sort of sabotage event take place in Russia on Russian soil. Now, this one, I, I, I watched a couple videos and you can actually see an implosion happen on one of the videos and you can hear the sucking noise sort of. So um, I actually do believe that this is a sabotage event. Like, I don't know if it's if it's Russian saboteurs, I guess you would say, or it's actually Ukrainian soft units getting over the line and actually doing this. I think it's actually that because they're targeting uh, the, these these infrastructure like oil. This is the, the third oil area we've seen in Russia actually been hit. So we're going to have to see over the next 24 hours how Russia actually reacts to this. It could be, I, I don't know, it could be quite hard. I, I've seen, I say quite harsh, not, not, not nearly as harsh as what they've done down in Mariupol, but I've seen some accounts saying that they're going to turn the, the western side of this country into dust. I don't know. I, I, I just, this whole thing's getting kind of nuts. So we're going to move over some mapping on the eastern side of the country right now. Ukrainian forces have actually attempted to assault out of the town of Udi. So they took Udi yesterday, but they were unsuccessful to push out their elements. So up here near Kharkiv, just north of it, I actually have it annotated for you guys right here. So Udi was one of the areas that they took yesterday, and they, they tried to do a, an offensive up here near the, the, the Russian border, and it was not successful. Ukrainians had to get pushed back. I have spoke about this, and I do believe they're going to continue these offensive movements all through this area because the Russians, are they're kind of lacking manpower inside the area because they push so many men down towards Izium. So with that being said, we're actually going to move down towards that area right now. And it is now uh, for sure. You know what? Let's switch over to – this is my bigger map. Let's go to my more – in-depth map. I kind of like doing that because I can actually read the names or try to, I guess. But it is now confirmed that the Russians have taken a few separate towns, one being uh, Zarichi. So right here, Zarichi, they've actually taken this and now taking control over the last two days. It's now, it was originally just a firefight going on inside this area, but now they've actually started moving elements out towards Lyman from Zarichi. So now this is controlled by the Russians. And it does look that they're going after, wow, I don't know what that was with my voice there. Just about lost it. <laughs> but it does kind of look, look like, well, they're going to try to go after Lyman, which they have. They've been hitting it with artillery rounds and missiles over the last couple of days. And they're going to try to push and try to cut off uh, Slovenask and make that whole route going across. But they've also taken this town of, um, I, I, we're going to jack the Novotushki, this one right here. So the Russian forces have actually taken the eastern side of this town, which I'm going to show you guys uh, this video right now. Учитывая особенности местности, факт наличия здесь флага победы означает, что поселок полностью под контролем Луганской Народной Республики. So that video you just saw of that, that guy with the glasses, we've seen him all over the country. It's actually been geolocated to that area. So we know the eastern side of this town is now controlled by the Russian element. So this is one of the more key areas we need to take note of. So Russian recon elements have actually bypassed Dubrovnik. Anyway, so this area, they've been, they've been trying to push through and try to find a weak part of the Ukrainian uh, defensive line, which we talked about this prior. So they did try to push down a few separate times this way, just straight into Slovenia on the main routes, and that has not been uh, a very successful. They haven't been successful at all. Now, I, I did tell you guys, Barvinkos, this, this area down here is a very key decisive area for both sides to maintain. For one, it has railways going in and out of it, as you can see here, along with all these other routes going south and east and west. Very, very, very crucial. Ukrainian troops themselves were actually able to hold off the Russian assaulting element down here, down in Poshkov. 
as you guys see right there. Now this could be kind of a kind of a big thing. Uh, they found a, a gap in the defensive line. Clearly, the Russians did, and they could possibly cut off the railway between Barimkov and Slovinask, which I have annotated for you guys here. And it kind of seems like that's what they're doing because this assaulting element is moving south in this direction and not actually taking the main routes. Now these main routes, they've had struggles actually moving into these cities. They tried to put in Barimkov, I think about two or three weeks ago, did not pan out. So I believe they're going down and trying to cut off these railways. So. We're going to keep note of that. And this is one of those kind of areas they're trying to cut off Slovenask and this entire eastern side completely off. This is what they're trying to do. Just the same thing they've done in Maripool, but on a larger scale, which is going to take months and months and months to do this if they're even able to. So the last thing before we move a little bit south, so Kremina. So we know that the Kremina to Zorichi. So Zorichi was one of the areas they just took. So Kremina, which is right here, is just northwest of Rubizine. They've actually set up a pontoon bridge on this area to actually keep um, the, their, their flow of, of logistical supplies to their men inside of this area is, is one thing that's been happening. As you guys can see, there is this, this river that does flow all the way through here. This is one of the areas that they've actually just set up a pontoon bridge, which I've seen the Russian forces do multiple, multiple times. But I thought I would at least share that with you guys uh, to let you know that that is one thing that has been set up inside this area. But other than that, this entire area on the eastern flank, this entire eastern flank is literally uh, hasn't really changed. They're like maybe maybe a couple meters like distant like I'm, I'm talking there hasn't been much movement for the russian forces on the side they're mainly working on the southern side of izium go over to the big map so we were just talking about up in this area we're going to move down into Mariupol and talk about this all right so Mariupol. we know this is one of the areas that's it, been heavily shelled there's been a lot going on there so this video i'm about to show you guys which is actually from down inside of the plant itself where there's currently over a thousand civilians still trapped hiding from russian bombs so here is that Zelensky also came out and said this about 12 to 24 hours ago. He said this exactly. If our people down in Mariupol are killed, if a referendum is announced in any occupied territories of Ukraine, Ukraine will withdraw from negotiations. Now he's saying this, and I know while I'm saying this out loud right now, Russia is trying to set up referendums inside of Kyrgyzstan, Melitopol, uh, Bernia, like a lot of the areas down in the south. They're trying to keep this area. And I know this is what's just going to, he's just kind of stirring the pot in the sense this has given him the reasons to actually pull out of negotiations. I do that. I do believe that to be the case. Mainly, I think he thinks he's winning the war. And I personally, I know there's a lot of people on this account, which if you guys go down and read the comments, you guys are going to see them. A bunch of people think that Russia is winning this, but people don't realize this is a war of attrition at this point. You're talking about a lot more men. Russia has a lot more men, but NATO is feeding Ukraine with all the proper weapons. To, to actually sustain a long fight. Like, like that's, that's, that's where he knows he is winning this battle is he's able to sustain and actually do really well when it comes to a war of attrition. So that is one thing to keep note. And I just want you guys to actually realize that. 
All right, so Putin has stated multiple times that the assault on the plant has been halted down there in Mariupol, but it actually seems to be a little bit different than what he's actually saying. Russian troops have continued to advance in multiple areas. They actually may have split the Ukrainian elements with inside of this complex into two elements. Uh, well, if that's very true, it's going to leave the Ukrainians left with, within this complex to be an extremely difficult time to actually resupply themselves and manpower. And I actually have a recent video I want to share with you guys of Russians down inside of this complex, which kind of gives you an indication that they're not really stopping. Почти выполнена задача. All right, so we're going to move out of Marpool and move a little bit west. I say a little bit west. We're going to go over here to the Mikhailov Kirsten area. There's a bit going on over there. British intelligence is actually warning that Russia is planning to conscript, yeah, conscript Ukrainians inside of Kirsten. Okay, this strategy mirrors the exact same thing Russia's actions inside of Crimea, Donetsk, and Luhansk. So they're actually saying they're going to do this down in this area. I don't think that's going to actually pan out too well. I'm just going to throw that out there because there's a lot going on when it comes to Ukrainian offenses outside of Kyrgyzstan moving their way towards Kyrgyzstan. So Ukrainian troops have actually gone on the offensive, I believe. And I'm going to show you guys right now. Uh, I, I know they've reached the town of Kisilvika right there, but I do not want to change where it's at on the map as in... Where, where, the, where both parties are located. I want to wait another 12 to 24 hours to confirm exactly where they are at. But they have assaulted and they've actually moved down to Kesselvika. So they are moving towards Kirsten, that is. But it has been said multiple times, I've seen this on multiple different outlets, that Russian military has actually started to amass troops around the Kirsten area in hopes to actually make another offensive push in the coming days, which is kind of ironic because they're having a little bit of issues inside of Melitopol and Kirsten with uprisings. So I know that to be the case. Maybe they've got it under control and they're actually ready to actually go on the offensive and start pushing back towards Mikolaev and go over to Odessa. Because we know that Transnistria, that area over there on the backside of Odessa, we know that they've actually started staging and actually trying to, to actually make those men inside. The, by the way, those areas and those men inside of Transnistria are not going to be that effective when it comes to going on an offensive assault. So just keep note of that. I think we're going to see the, the same kind of stuff. What, what was it? Mosinagants from the 1940s. You know, I, it, it is what it is. Anyway, I'm out here. It's late. I will see you guys tomorrow with another episode. I do love you. Thanks for hanging out with me. I am tired and I'm off.